Welcome to Spark, a podcast from the South Fulton Institute. I'm your host, Jennifer Bauer-Lyons, the Executive Director. In this episode, we'll be talking to Robert Drake, the Artistic Director of Academy Theatre, about his artistry, ongoing projects, and the work that they do in the South Fulton community and beyond. Hello, I'm Robert Drake. I'm the Artistic Director of the Academy Theatre. So Robert, tell us a little bit about the Academy Theatre and um, how you ended up in Hapeville. So the Academy Theatre is the longest running theatre in the Southeast. We were founded in 1956 by Frank Wittow. We were among the first integrated theatres. We were among the first theatres to include people from the LGBTQ community mm -hmm. and among the first theatres to do work that addressed uh, the trans uh, ontology of existence. The Academy Theater has been in Hapeville since 2013. This is our 10th anniversary and we've had a thank you. We've had a public-private partnership that's been prosperous with the city that's allowed us to establish both an intimate presence on our diamond stage and to do bigger work in our 136 seat jewel box main stage theater. So it's been really exciting to be in Hapeville. They had a vision to improve the quality of life for their citizens. And central to that is the arts. Central to that is expression. Central to that is laughing and singing and crying and feeling. And that's what the arts brings. And we're the theatrical component of that. What would you say is one of the key elements to making that partnership work? that public-private partnership work with the city of Hapeville? One of the magic things is that they don't tell us what to produce. We just produce. And they, we produce a lot. We produced 150 uh, events of programming in 2022. Wow. Yes, <laughs> and that's more than most theaters. Mm -hmm. um, and what the city gets are people who move to Hapeville. People are moving to Hapeville in droves in part because of the theater, in some cases directly because of the theater. And what we get is a place to perform and the citizens get an audience um, a opportunity. We do work in the park, we do work in the theater, we give uh, instruction to some of the folks who are in schools there. Our former associate artistic director, Frasina Bird, is the education director for the Catholic school mm -hmm. um, theater program there. Mm -hmm. And that came about through the academy. And we've worked with Hapeville Elementary and with the Montessori School. So we collaborate. It's a chance to work in the community. Our managing director, Lauren Fye, has really had a deep ganas, a desire <laughs> to work in a community. And it's launching several initiatives, such as our film series, where we're going to take 50 years of theater for youth plays and begin to film them. Oh, wow. So that's an exciting opportunity. Mm -hmm. All we need is the money. Of course, of course, it's always the funding piece. That yes, what's five million dollars yeah, between friends? <laughs> so how long have you and Lauren been at the helm of the Academy Theater? 
Lauren has been at the Academy Theater since roughly 1990. And when they moved to our previous location, I started as their production manager in 2006. And by late 2008, I was the artistic director. And so as artistic director and managing director, we've been collaborating for 15 years and have kept the theater alive because the founder died in 2006. And it's a really tough thing to have an arts organization survive the death of its founder. But we've now had a generation that has grown up with Lauren and I at the helm. That's great. That's great. So what are some things that are on stage or coming up on stage at the Academy Theater? We're incredibly excited to have loot on our stage right now. And it is a wicked farce that skewers everything sacred from the National Health Service to the British police, to the Catholic Church, to death itself, to money, all of it. Next, we're going to be doing an all-ages show, a world premiere collaborating with Arish Theater on The Legend of Finn McCool. So if you like people hurling insults at each other tastefully <laughs> with Irish and Scottish accents, if you're interested in how the Scots invented the pancake, if you're interested in seeing the largest baby in the world, come hear The Legend of Finn McCool. And then we will be doing our version of This American Life which is our annual short play festival called Tapas. Every year we choose a theme, do a series of stories on this theme. This year, my two cents. And from Susan Stedman to Hank Kimmel to, um, to some of the other local playwrights in town, uh, Victoria Nation, uh, young playwrights, old playwrights, and directors such as Keith Franklin from New African Grove, and Brenda Porter and giving new directors their start. We're going to be creating a wonderful festival for everyone. That's awesome. I hear that you also have a weekly series on Sunday nights. Can you tell us about that? Absolutely. So we wanted to find a weekend wind down for people in South Fulton and in Hapeville and East Point and College Park. Um, and so for about a year, every Sunday night at 630, there's been something on our stage. I think we've missed three Sundays in that past wow. year. And you know, two of them were New Year's and Christmas. Um, so upcoming this Sunday, the 28th, will be an improv comedy show where we'll take people's tasteful suggestions and turn them into <laughs> mirth and merriment. Then we're doing a concert called Se Sexy at 60. And that's gonna be amazing. We've got uh, the Ruby Reds upcoming. We've got more magic shows upcoming. And among the things I'm really looking forward to uh, will be in August, Don Lamore will come back for his third time and he's paid homage to Sam Cooke and he's paid homage to Nat King Cole. But this time he is gonna tell his journey through cabaret and song of how he started out a barber and ended up one of the nation's premier cabaret singers. And to have him bring that journey to mm -hmm. us is thrilling. That does sound like a thrilling evening on a, on a Sunday to wind down with. So um, what else are, anything else that you're working on that you're excited about that, that's upcoming, maybe a little bit more in the future? So we're working on putting together our seasons 
uh, we will have the gift of the Magi returning. We're so proud to partner with the South Fulton Institute on the play reading series. Um, Clyde's was a thrill. It was really great. And to have actors who've been at the Academy before come back and those circumstances was really special and neat. Uh, and we love the discussions afterwards, um, the most recent being led by Curtis King, um, with whom we both go back to the Atlanta Coalition of Performing Arts. And to so yes. to see him <laughs> work his magic mm -hmm. was terrific. Mm -hmm. um, we are also excited to begin to film more and more of our projects. And the transition to film is a vanguard into which we're going as a culture because there's so much on-demand content. Mm -hmm. And the question is how to merge the live and in-person unique experience. Every show is unique versus having something streamed or on tape where they're able to see it over and over and over again, but it's a moment captured in time that's always the same. Besides funding, what do you think is one of the biggest challenges that you all are facing as a nonprofit in South Fulton County? Honestly, one of the biggest challenges we're facing is the perception that I-20 is a line thou shall not cross. <laughs> and, yes. and that's a real thing. And part of it is traffic. Part of I live near uh, Claremont and 85 and it often takes me an hour to drive to Hapeville. So that's one of the impediments. But another I think is just perception that south of I-20 um, doesn't have the kind of cultural richness which in fact is there. Mm -hmm. Are there elegant restaurants? There are. Are there bars? There are. Are there fantastic places to get breakfast? Heck yes. Um, you know, grocery stores, all of it is there, but people are wary of making that journey, even if they go 45 minutes to Roswell or to Smyrna or to Lawrenceville, making that same 45 minute commute south to the Tri-Cities is something where we want to tell people, come on down, the food's delicious, the water is fine, the show will be great, and the parking is free. The parking is free, and there's lots of parking, too. I was really struck um, by um, just how vibrant Hayville has, has really kind of emerged over the last, you know, decade. You know, you, you go into that downtown area, and you see beautiful murals painted um, on the sides of the building. The, the downtown area is just exquisite, and it's quaint, and it's accessible and then there's all that free parking too um and everything's walkable it's all it's all a safe place to safe place to be and that's a conscious choice that the city made and that's something that people need to know that they can decide they want that in their communities and they can make it happen that effort was led by david burt who was the economic development director of hapeville and in 2008 he knew that that he could immediately raise the values of real estate, but he could make Hapeville the kind of place where people would want to live. And so he sought to get a coffee house into downtown Hapeville. He sought to get a bar into downtown Hapeville. 
he sought to add work by Yolo Farrow, by various artists, by putting up art galleries and shipping containers. And I think that really helped begin a process uh, that includes the Academy Theater, but also includes the Hayville Maker Space and led to an environment that really is a great afternoon or evening. Mm -hmm. And having free parking is part of that, but it's also having each one of those elements. And you asked about one of the things that was great about Hapeville, and it's that uh, the mayor and the city council have had the vision to continue that and make that happen. It seems like just from the little bit of time that I've, I've spent um, watching the mayor and city council that they do really work collaboratively together as, as a governing body, but also really involve the citizens of Hapeville on different committees and things like that to really help kind of and pull that vision together and get buy-in and everyone works together to make Hapeville. Yes. Um, what Hapeville uses is the bite-sized project. Everybody gets a bite that they can accomplish. And so they take their little piece and finish it and feel good about that. And so they want to do it again. And that's really turned the town around from where it was, say, 30 years ago. What a great recipe for success. <laughs> we all could work in bite-sized pieces. <laughs> we might accomplish more together. So before we wrap up, just I'd like to always ask our guests for some words of wisdom for our listeners. So Robert, I know that you're full of words of wisdom. So can you pick can you pick one or two <laughs> that you want to share with our listeners? I really believe that the rules of improv are the rules of life. Mm -hmm. I share this vision with folks like Ed Morgan at Dad's Garage, where if you listen, mm -hmm. say yes and contribute something, keep it tasteful, don't give up, mm -hmm. keep your story going. Your life will be full of adventure and accomplishment and joy Improv has about 10 rules, but it only has one commandment. The tikkun alam of improv is make your collaborator look good. Mm -hmm. And again, with the city of Hapeville, we endeavor to make the city of Hapeville and the people who live in Hapeville feel good about what they're doing. And in return, they come and see our work and support it. So I think if you live by those improv rules, you'll be happy and fulfilled and never bored. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening. Be sure to check back on June 7th for our next episode, where we'll be talking to actor Jeff Hathcote, in the meantime, you can keep up with us on Instagram at South Fulton Institute or visit our website at www.southfultoninstitute.org. We would like to thank our generous sponsors, the Community Foundation of Greater Atlanta Metropolitan Atlanta Arts Fund, the City of Atlanta Office of Cultural Affairs, the National Endowment for the Arts, the Fulton County Arts and Culture, and the Georgia Council for the Arts.